0: Well, you know, the saying goes, new year, new me. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci. Thanks for listening to the Something in the Air podcast. Mother Nature certainly took a cue from that as we flip the calendar from 2022 to 2023. December, a little bit below average. January, way, way, way above average. In fact, January felt more like a month of spring rather than a month of winter here across South Jersey. And, you know, to add... Maybe insult to injury, depending on how you feel about this. Barely any snow throughout the month of January as well. We only had a trace of snowfall in many places. That's an unmeasurable amount of snow. Here to talk with us about it is New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. He joins us as we do at the top of every month to break all of this down. We talk about why it happened. We also look forward a little bit. We get into wildfire season as we go into February and we get to hear his thoughts about how we think the state of our forests are as we go into February here. So without further ado, here is our January 2023 weather roundup with New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. All right, so we are here with New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. It is our first time talking uh this month, we haven't spoken uh, really to each other in a while here, so we were able to catch up and hear all that good stuff. Um, you said you've been uh, busy as ever. You are never one to, uh, to really take a break. Um, so what's going on?
1: It, it's the beginning of a semester. Not only do the students come out of hibernations, but it seems like all my colleagues do too. And um, everybody wants, 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 needs, needs, needs. And that's good. That's all right. I mean, that's what we're here for. But, uh, you know, with two two classes and 300 students, um, it's gotten off to a good start. The students uh, have settled in and finally stopped switching from one course to the next and and, and whatever. Um, and uh, it's going to be a good semester. Just busy.
0: So you were telling me about your New Jersey class uh, that you're teaching. Unfortunately, I never took the New Jersey class, and I'm bummed that I didn't. I might have to re-enroll in and- Get a few credits. But tell everybody about that class, real quick, and some of the topics that are up for discussion in that one.
1: Well, I'm a professor in the Department of Geography, and we teach regional courses at time to time, usually international. Um, But I teach a course on the geography of New Jersey. Uh, And I don't just talk about the weather and climate or the geology and landscapes, we talk environmental. Um, We talk demographics, historical geography, transportation geography, tourism geography, you name it, Um, agriculture, um, aquaculture. Um, So it's a survey course. And it looks at all these different dimensions from a geographic perception within the state, and then with our state with um, the perspectives versus other states. So we talk about Ben Franklin said New Jersey is a um, uh, a tapped at both ends, a keg tapped at both ends for Philly and with New York. So we talk about New York, New Jersey's identity. Um, Sometimes where where does North Jersey end and South Jersey begin? And for those who live in central New Jersey, they'll debate that there's a central Jersey. So we talk about that. And, and it really, it, it's an engaging class. The students tend to enjoy it. Um, you get interaction with
0: them. Um, so it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, you know, I'm a believer in Central Jersey, So I'm glad you said that. Um, are you going to share with us your North Central South definitions on this podcast? Well, there's always
1: a debate. You know, I, I had three students from Tom's River once. Sisters, not sisters and someone else. The two sisters insisted Tom's River was North Jersey, and the other guy insisted it was South Jersey. And it was great, because <laughs> you know, why? How do you define it? And how do you think of it um, in terms of Taylor ham or pork roll or Wawa's and Crousers or, or what sports teams you're rooting for? Um, and then... You know, how does that split up? How does it divide it? And it really gets people thinking. That's the whole idea, is it gets you thinking spatially, geographically. You know, there's a lot that's just Jersey. Um, But, you know, in New Jersey, as with any state, there are factions from different parts of the state.
0: Yeah, always, always a hot topic. The hottest topic we have in New Jersey, North Central and South Jersey. And speaking of hot, that's what we're going to lead off with on This episode, temperatures, uh, maybe not hot, but definitely very, very mild. Um, It was an incredible January here. Um, We are talking about the second warmest on record at Atlantic City International Airport, as well as Atlantic City Marina. Um, Atlantic City Marina, I love this stat. It was warmer than three separate Aprils, not March, Aprils that we've had. And both At the marina and the airport was warmer than every February on record, and it was warmer than an average March. I mean, I can just spew out stats on these, and we have an article about it. But turn it over to you. Where are we looking at um, throughout South Jersey and the shore? And just what's your reaction to this?
1: Yeah, uh, South Jersey tied as the second warmest uh, January. It looks like Jersey wide, it's going to come in as second uh preliminary numbers it's running a tenth or two tenths of a degree below 1932 um but it blows away the third fourth fifth place so it's 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 first or second whatever you want to say um you know one thing i saw in atlantic city marina they felt to freezing or below 3 days in january that's it Twenty-eight days. It never even got down to f- the freezing mark. That's that's just incredible. The, yeah. you know, the April record is because you know it takes a while to warm up, and April, you all know, April along the coast uh, <laughs> can feel like February inland. It's not a
0: nice month. It's not a nice pages. month.
1: But even statewide, this month was warmer than twenty Novembers. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's astounding, uh, just how very warm it was, but it's not totally unprecedented 1932 was almost a hundred years ago and, and it was the weather patterns were such that it was record. Now we all know it's much easier to be above normal now compared to the last century than it was a hundred years ago. So you have to realize in 1932, in some respects, it was even more remarkable compared to what people had experienced than what we see this month or last month with what people experienced because Jersey was a lot cooler back there by several degrees.
0: yeah and you know with with climate change too we should also mention that our average is also increasing as well. So for example at the airport you know Atlantic City International in, in A Harbor Township we were 8.4 degrees above average but that's a 1991 to 2020 average. You know, yeah. it would be much warmer. Uh, I think it would be over. I, I did the math on this. I believe it would be over ten degrees above a 1951 right. to 1980 average. You know, as well.
1: Yeah, that that sounds about right. We are we are creeping up there. We're not talking 10 and 20 degrees, but the other interesting way of looking at this is looking at it geographically. I looked at the average temperature um, this month across the state, and then I went and found another city. Comparing it to the state, another city that normally averages about 41 degrees in January. Charlotte, North Carolina, Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina. So it's as if you took Jersey and plunked it down in the southeastern U.S. this 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 past month.
0: You didn't need to be a snowbird. You could save yourself a lot of money just by staying in New Jersey. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the palm trees to start popping up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's been, and it's was the whole Northeast, the whole East, but the whole Northeast, even though Maine and New Hampshire had above average snowfall, it was still eight, 10 degrees above normal. It's just when they're eight or 10 degrees above normal in January, they're still below freezing. So it's still cold enough to snow when all the moisture came in there the last couple of weeks. But yeah, uh, it's been a, a really impressive month and when you compare it to last january which was a few degrees below normal we've got this swing of like almost 14 degrees difference between the two januaries and and then you look at this past december this past december was uh, a little bit below average um you know i didn't look but i almost can guarantee you december of 2022 was colder than january
0: of 2023 I would think so easily, in my opinion. That's what um, I to look, look at <laughs> before. I yeah, report. Gotcha. all right. Well, you can check out his report at njclimate.org. You know, when we talk about climate change, I like to you know talk about what's happening here, but also, you know, are you able to speak about what was going on globally across the planet during that time, or at least across the United States?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty mild. Um, across the whole United States. You know, we had that cold outbreak in December, but it wasn't until the last couple days of January that the cold air started coming back into the United States. Um, so it was pretty mild, uh, pretty wet in a lot of locations and that fell as snow uh, over the mountainous west and in the valleys of California and such, just enormous amounts of rainfall. Um, now you head over to Europe Um, They were continuing to be on the mild side and on the snow-free side throughout eastern and western Europe. They're having just as bad a snow season in the ski areas as we're having in the eastern U.S. and northeast. Um, But then there was this cold outbreak a week or so ago in uh, eastern China and uh, Korea that was really some brutal cold there. In which case one case, the northernmost station reporting station in China broke their all-time China low temperature record. It was like 60 below. Ooh. There was this lobe of cold air. That's part of Siberia actually that came slid, slid a little slid a little south out of Siberia, where it's been 50 below and things like which is not all that uncommon. But it sank far enough south that it set an all-time record for any day, any month, any year in China. The northernmost station in China, bordering Russia.
0: Yeah, China. Um, a lot of different climates in China, uh, for sure, including you know what's happened up by uh, by, by Siberia. Uh, the coldest I've been in is negative four, so I'm a far, far cry away by uh, what even it could be like in China here. Um, Here's what we'll do, though. Let's uh, let's take a break on the temps. We'll uh, come back in just a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about the lack of snow in January. We'll talk about the rainfall we had and even a little bit about wildfire season, too, as we go into February. You're listening to the Something in the Air podcast. Mm Welcome back everybody to the something in the air podcast from the press of Atlantic city in conjunction with our friends over at Stockton university in conjunction with my birthday buddy, weather dad and New Jersey state climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. So the first half was all about the temps uh, and the warm temps. This time we're going to talk about low precipitation, specifically the lack of snow that we had. We'll kick it off with that. Um, you know, we saw a few flakes um but nothing accumulated although it did on february the 1st and that actually was our third longest uh snow drought to quote unquote start the winter here um we had a trace of snow at the airport um i saw a couple of flurries in january uh but that was pretty much the case in much of the state not much um Where do we rank there? Has there there been a winter we've actually registered zero on the snowfall map for uh, January?
1: No, no, not statewide. There there have been in parts of the state. Um, We've already, we've gotten a little bit somewhere. I have some numbers buried that are preliminary numbers we were working on yesterday, but this was, you know one of the five or 10 least snowy Januaries for the state. Uh, Of course, in the South, there was no measurable snow. So it ties with, I think, about eight other years. It ties for um, the absence of snow in January. So it's happened six or seven times in the past. Um, But up north, it's it's not happened uh, a total shutout. But this year, it's just a couple small events that deposited, um, you know, a few inches, four or five, six inches in higher elevations in one of the events, the other event. It was a little more widespread, but it was only in the one to three inch range. So, um, really small numbers everywhere across the state. Some places, a total shutout. In New Brunswick, it'll go uh, the February 1st snow, um, two tenths of an inch, was the latest start to the snow season, measurable snow season. Um, we have records back to 1893 in New Brunswick. The record had been January 31st, back in 1921. We beat it this year by one date. And if you like snow, and we've had the futility of not having snow this year, as I think we've talked. Might as well set a record. That's why I right. look at it. I would have been disappointed if it had snowed on the 30th, and we missed tying the record even. So. Well,
0: Yeah. I, I agree with you, and I'm actually a little bummed that we had a little bit of snow on February the 1st here, because at the airport, Atlantic City International Airport, our latest is February 16th. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. We might as well just like wait another 17 days in snow, but it well, is now, what it is. We can't control uh, the weather.
1: You know what I got to start looking at now? What's the latest one-inch, total one-inch snowfall, and then... We can start talking about the season, but it's way too early to start talking about the season. Yep. It can snow, as we know, even in southern New Jersey into early April. Yeah, uh, things could change on a dime. Now, looking ahead the next week or two, they're not going to. No. But that still leaves us um, with 1993 big snowstorm in in March, the superstorm. Yep. Yep, 1888, and no, I don't remember that.
0: Oh, okay, Um, I was just making sure.
1: He had the Great Blizzard of 1888. Not as much in South Jersey as up north, where a couple feet fell and a hurricane force winds. Um, And then I guess it got a little bit to South Jersey. Um, April 6, 1982, Central and North Jersey had 10 inches of snow uh, and, uh, and near blizzard conditions. So don't give it up yet. But if you don't like snow, uh, if you don't like winter, as I told my class today, you know, g- ground it's February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. I said, you know, Pulsatony Phil, he's wrong more often than he's right. But the neat part about it is it get, he gets people, A, talking about the weather, which you and I know, and the listeners know, yep. we love to do. Um, but also for those who don't like winter, We're over the hump. The coldest week of winter normally, on average, on average, not normally, but on average, is the last week of January. So as the days are going longer now, we're starting to see the average temperatures ramp up and they'll continue going up until about the last week of July when they start down. They they lag the sun by about a month. Yeah. So that's good news. If you don't like winter, we're over the hump. Groundhog Day, you can start celebrating. Um, Otherwise, it's just a day that focuses on the weather. And we know that's
0: great. Uh, Yes. And we all love that. You know, I mean, really, any of those, you know, especially like polar vortex or atmospheric river, those are the hot words. I mean, you know, I think it's just generally a good thing because it does get people interested in weather. And you never know, there might be a five or six year old young meteorologist out there who, uh, you know, here's the word polar vortex and gets hooked. I mean, you never know. A lot of meteorologists they get hooked on weather and want to do it as a career because of one storm, you know, or one kind of event. And I think buzzwords can help with that too. You don't want to overdo it, but I think it's generally um, a help. Um, I want to say this too, you know, about our snow. And and you know this, so but for everybody, all listeners out there, you know, in our corner of the state, you know, we're talking ocean, Atlantic, Cape May, Cumberland. Average snowfall is really not a good term to use. Um, you know we are very dependent on the temperatures for our snow. It's not like, and and you, Doctor Robinson, can probably speak to this in a little more detail. Like when you go up to Sussex County, New Jersey, like it's going to snow every winter. There's no question. It's just a matter of how much precipitation gets there. But for our corner of the state, we are really dependent on storm tracks and temperatures. More than just hey, is the precipitation going to be above or below average? No, you're you're absolutely right, and and even up
1: north, uh, average. How often do we get near average? Um, because you know it can vary from ten inches in a winter to sixty inches in a winter. So you average that out. Okay, maybe statewide you get twenty four inches, twenty three inches but it can be all over the place. And, and, you know, again, I keep citing New Brunswick and all the record low is three or four inches and the record high is like 78 inches. I mean, how do you explain that with an average? Yeah. Um, so you uh, all I can say is that looking in central Jersey, there were 18 years, before this year where the first measurable snow was in january sometime in january and of those 18 years where we got off to a very slow start only one of them ended the year with above the seasonal average that was 2015-16 where we had a big storm we had a big storm like two days after the first snow of the winter on january 20th or whatever but every other winter where we started with snow in January didn't hit the seasonal average, but some of the years hit the average for the second half of the season. So it could, we could still hit average for the second half, but it's very unlikely that we're going to end the winter with 30, 40 inches of of snow. Uh, It's not likely to happen. As I like to say some winters, it just doesn't want to snow. And other winters, it just seems to want to snow. And there's reason behind that. And that's prevailing patterns, prevailing circulation patterns across North America and the North Atlantic, sometimes set up to lend itself to coastal storms with a lot of cold air feeding into them. Snow, snow, snow. Other years like this, the storms go up through the Great Lakes. They bring warm air up associated with them to the mid-atlantic it rains the storm heads out into the north atlantic brings in some cold air but the moisture's gone uh and that's what we've seen this winter and fact is hasn't brought much cold air in except a couple of times yeah Um, it hasn't been able to tap
0: that cold air up in the high arctic yeah i mean our really only cold snap this winter was around christmas and then uh, we're recording this on the 2nd. You might hear this before or after our cold snap on the 3rd into the 4th. Uh, but again, you know, it doesn't look like we're going to see much more, you know, for the month of February after that here. So chances of the snow, you know, listen, are going to be low. But if you like snow, we always have last winter where Galloway was the snowiest place in the state of New Jersey. I just wanted to switch to precipitation because it's not like we were bone dry all winter. In fact, at the airport, we were above average with our precipitation. Yeah, we saw. I I would like to say it was pretty plentiful and spread out. I thought it was a pretty productive uh, month for rain. Did you see it that way? It was almost dead on average for
1: South Jersey. The prelim numbers, and then I got changed by much. Um, The preliminary number as of today: three point five one inches of essentially rain. Uh, You don't have to say rain and melted snow, but rain, and that's. (laughs) Four hundredths of an inch above normal. That's about as close to normal as you can get. And it ranks 54th wettest. It's a little bit of a, a skewness to the precept. And we have 129 years and this rank 54th, and it was normal. And you go, huh? That's because it it skewed to the uh to the uh the the dry end somewhat. Right. So that's you know that's good i mean it's good news uh yeah. it's good news um let's break it down by county because there's a little bit of a story there we always start with atlantic in the middle port republic with 4.86 inches had the most but out in hamilton it was only 2.07 mm. um south jersey was considerably drier i i mentioned south jersey averaged 3.51 inches north jersey averaged five inches North Jersey was an inch and a half above normal um, this in January. So anyway, so that's Atlantic County. Cape May County, Ocean City, 3.29. Middle Township, 2, 2.32. Pretty close. And then up north, Brick, Northern Ocean, yep. 4.21. And Stafford Township, 3.24. Um, so coastal areas of of south and central Jersey did okay but inland a little worse and over towards Salem Gloucester, parts of Cumberland it was drier um, even drier so we didn't do great in the south Uh, in fact we talked drought the U.S. drought monitor added uh, abnormally dry D0 category to most of Cumberland County about two weeks ago and it stayed and it has remained in Cape May County because we just can't get enough water to boost the groundwater levels up to normal. So Cape yeah. May has been there for over a year. Cumberland County, it's gone in and out and in and out, and it's back in. Meanwhile, up in North Jersey, this week's drought monitor, out today, eliminates D0 for the first time since, middle, since July. I think. Um,
0: Good news for our friends up north. Yeah. It's a little tough. bit of bad news for our friends all the way south. The Cape May bubble, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hanging on strong. Cape May's tough.
1: And, well, and it's extending down now into Maryland and the Delmarva Peninsula as well. They, they were the driest part of the mid-Atlantic and northeast this past
0: month. So we got to keep a little eye on that area. Sure. sure. And um, I, I want to wrap up with this. We have about two minutes left. Uh, February is usually when we get into wildfire season, at least our prescribed burning across the Pine Barrens can start in mid to late February if it's warm enough and snowless enough. And it's sure looking to be that way here. Um, What are your thoughts on the let's say a wildfire season forecast as we go into the spring here? How are we do what's the state of our wildfire, you know, potential here right now?
1: it's a great question generally it with with the pinelands it's what's happened lately um because the soils are so sandy they they dry out pretty quickly so you need steady influxes of precipitation now if you have a little snow cover for a while that doesn't hurt either so, um, you know, right now, the big story down there is controlled burns. They want to start doing controlled burns in February, March into early April. And they have to look at the day-to-day weather to see if it's going to be too windy, the humidity too low. But they also look at the the antecedent conditions, the earlier week, two, three weeks. And right now, you know, we're going to really rely on some timely rains to allow the foresters to get out there and do their controlled burns. And obviously, if it's too dry for them to do their controlled burns, that means there's a threat of real wildfire. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm a little bit trepidation of where things are sitting right now. I'd like to see more steady precipitation coming in, but it's not like we're in a really dire or serious situation right now.
0: Got it. Well, we'll just hope for... Persistent rains, maybe a little bit of snow as we go into February here so we can be in good shape, especially um, like you were saying, we're kind of teetering on drought in Cape May and Cumberland. That's Bell Plain State Forest, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, some areas, um, that, you know, that could be prone to wildfires. So, Dr. Robinson, we appreciate it. Um, you can find the latest uh, New Jersey climate info at njclimate.org um, for Dr. Dave Robinson. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci at the Press of Atlantic City. We will be back with you in early March. We'll recap February here, and uh, we'll look ahead to the spring. Until then, take care, everybody.